0: Time travel, sci-fi adventures,
1: and risky rolls of the dice lie ahead.
0: Hello, and welcome to Anywhere But Now, a Doctor Who actual play podcast. I'm your host and GM, Casey Jones. The next hour and a half or so holds a thrilling adventure in time and space, so let's dive in. With me is the daring crew of our time-traveling machine. Playing the fixer is the charming and resourceful Brand Osorio. Hello, Brand. Hello, And joining him is Maeve Sullivan, played by the ebullient Kate McCoyne. Welcome back, Kate. Hi. Finishing the TARDIS team is Pandora Beatrix as the delightfully chaotic and recently restored Calamity App. Hello, hello, hello. Kapla. (laughs) Are you all excited? You feel that energy? We play with the second edition of Cubicle 7's Doctor Who rulebooks. House rules mean our players begin the game with five, count them, five story points each so they're not empty handed, but don't have an embarrassment of riches either. Get ready for a collaborative, immersive storytelling experience and stick around after the game for interviews with the players. A bigger on the inside thank you to our listeners. Time is truly a gift or it wouldn't be the present. We thank you for sharing yours with us. If you like what you hear, leave a review, rate the show, and follow us on Blue Sky and Twitter at Anywhere But Now. Share the show with your friends. Word of mouth is a huge help. Have questions or lovely fan art you want to share? Send them our way at Podcast at gmail.com or come share them on our Discord. And if you'd like me to run a game for you, find me on StartPlaying.Games. Links to everything in the doobly-doo. This fine TARDIS crew have no idea what they're heading into. For today's adventure, they have not been told so much as the title of the mod. Brought to you wherever you're listening in time and space, this is Anywhere
1: But Now.
0: Mave, Calamity. Fixer. The smell of sour milk hits your nose. Sour milk and a lot of loose earth. You wake up in a pit. Little more than a hole in the ground, you are surrounded on all sides by towering walls of earth some eight or nine feet high. A canopy of green leafy branches extends overhead. It is just the three of you. There is absolutely no sign of the auditor.
2: This is new.
3: Is everyone okay?
2: Does anyone else remember getting here? Or is that just me? Or did, um...
4: No, I don't remember getting here. Just being here.
3: Well, that's a relief. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> everyone give me an ingenuity and intuition roll please you are at disadvantage for reasons that will become clear trying to beat a difficulty of 15 at the moment
2: exciting <laughs> so I uh, Calamity has a 15 with a, with a one on one of the dice
4: um, I have a 14 nothing special on the dice
3: and a 10 with nothing special on the dice Mave, Fixer, the, the last day is a
0: complete blank and you have absolutely no idea where you are or how you got here. Calamity, with a 15 and a one on the dice, that is our first yes but of the game. Yes, your internal time sense and the fact that your hair hasn't gotten any longer since the last time you looked at it or pulled it in front of your face or anything like that it can't be more than 24 hours since your last clear unencumbered thought but it is a complete and abrupt blur how you got here and what happened to your memories in the meantime Can we please have an awareness roll of our surroundings with intuition from our lovely trio?
3: Trying to beat a difficulty of 12.
4: I got the exact same thing, a 14.
3: Got a 12 with a 4 and a 3 on the dice.
2: I have a 12 and again, I have a 1 on one of the dice.
3: (laughs) The bad news is
0: you have no idea where you are. The good news is you at least recognize a memory worm when you see one and smell one, or in this case, three of them. Currently sliming their way around on the floor of the pit are memory worms, which look to be undeveloped maggots with little pincers that are roughly about a foot long. You have some of that milk stink on your person, now that you're getting your bearings, the memory worms that are down here with you explain why you have absolutely no recollection of how you got down here. However, Mave, by exceeding the uh, needed roll, do you, is that a root overhead sticking out of the soil? I mean, it could support weight. You have no idea of knowing right now, but at least there appears to be one handhold sized root jutting out of the earth overhead.
4: Well, I think we might be able to use that to get out. And then uh, I'm gonna jump and grab it and start trying to climb out.
0: Beautiful. Uh, Give me a strength and athletics roll versus 15, please.
4: Ooh, my favorite. Yeah, that's a one and a five for a nine.
0: You fall, twisting your ankle. You are at a minus one to strength-related movement challenges for the next 60 minutes. The good news is you did not land on a memory worm. You land right next to it, and it immediately turns and starts inchworming its way across the soil in your general direction. Anyone else want to try and get the heck out of here?
2: I mean, that didn't go well, so maybe just let the memory worm have a sip and just call it a (laughs) do-over.
4: Yep, that actually sounds a little less embarrassing, and, um, <laughs> might try that, but maybe later. I, I'm
2: happy to attempt climbing. <laughs> attempt being the, the operative word there. cause.
4: Can I give Calamity a, a leg up?
3: I would like to do is as well.
0: So, Calamity, with a plus four, which is a plus two from Maeve and a plus two from the Fixer, go ahead and try to use your strength and athletics to get the heck out of this hole in the ground.
2: Oh, well, I guess the help did help. Uh, So I have an 18 with a six and a five.
0: Okay, you climb out easily. Well done.
2: Is there anything of immediate concern up here?
0: You are in the woods. The trees are fairly thick in any direction you look in. Intuition tells you it, it would be very easy to get turned around. Uh, It appears to be daytime. There are shafts of sunlight poking through the trees in the morning angle. But uh, beyond that, you cannot discern anything other than you've got two friends stuck in a hole with memory worms.
2: It seems okay up here. I'm not really sure how to help from here, actually, though. Um, That's okay. It's a forest, not a jungle. They're not like vines.
3: Put an arm down. Maeve, I'm going to give you a leg up. And I think between the two of us, we can get Maeve out of the hole.
2: Okay. So calamity <laughs> okay. will just I'll give this a shot. <laughs> lay face down, you know, at the edge of the hole and just reach down.
0: As Fixer attempts to give Maeve a leg up, a memory worm starts to inch closer to your foot. Fortunately, you are not barefoot, but the sooner you guys get out of here, the better. Can I please have more strength rolls from Maeve, supported with a plus one from Fixer, since he's trying to do heavy lifting and strength is not his strong suit. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> These are true things.
0: And a full two from Calamity. So you've got a plus three to your roll right now, strength and athletics versus 15.
4: <laughs> that is another one for a nine. Can I use a story point to get out of this hole?
1: A <laughs> nine? You would actually need to spend two to get the <laughs> Sign necessary successes.
0: Me up. <laughs> yes. So that's a big ol' yes, but it's not pretty. It's not graceful. This will not be used as an example of how to successfully get out of a hole. Your butt swings in the air and you just swing a leg and just awkwardly and just claw your way out of the ground. Uh,
3: <laughs> leaving Fixer alone in the hole with three memory worms that are just... Might I borrow both your hands as I do a running leap up the wall?
2: <laughs> very dynamic. Fixer, give us a
0: coordination roll. Coordination rolls all around. Uh, if, the, if the companions are helping them to grab on a moving object, Fixer as well to grab on to help from above. Same difficulty, 15. Uh, coordination and I guess athletics, because that's that seems very gymnastic to me. Excellent.
3: <laughs> well, I'm looking at a three and a five on the dice <laughs> for a total of 13.
2: Calamity has a 7 with a 1 on one of the dice.
4: I have an 11 with a 6 on one of the dice.
3: Okay, Calamity almost
0: falls back in the hole. like She is full on top half from the belly button down like, oh, oh no! And almost falls in while Maeve has to do more than her fair share of the lifting to again, gracelessly as a newborn calf, just flop out onto the top of the hole. (laughs) You are in the woods and on the ground. Fixer and Maeve, can I get an awareness and intuition roll versus 13, please? I should have asked before,
2: actually, like, how are we dressed?
0: You are dressed in your normal everyday clothes of the TARDIS. You have not put on fancy clothes. You are in your normal jumpsuit. Great question story point, why not? Because that tells you just a little bit more. Like, you were not expecting anything particularly special when you lost all memory of time and space
3: and woke up in a pit.
4: I, uh, rolled a 15, nothing special on the dice.
3: Rolled an 8, with a 2 and a 1 on the dice.
0: Fixer, you have no idea where you are. The woods are not familiar, and the fact that you have no memory of how you got here is, at the very least, a touch unnerving. Uh, you are going to be minus one to resolve for 30 minutes with only a single one on the dice.
3: And might I also be deeply distracted by the fact that there's a hole behind us with memory worms? I'd like mm. to lay back on my stomach and try to get a quick scan using the sonic screwdriver, sonic stylus of the uh, memory worms that are down there, specifically looking for other types of alien DNA present with it. So we might know if this was used in a weaponized form or if we just kind of stumbled upon them in a natural habitat.
0: Hold that thought for one second, Maeve rolled enough to succeed to get your bearings. You are in the woods, the weather is clear, it's the morning, and you gen—you don't feel threatened immediately. Like, this kind of tranquility might be something semi-familiar to the estates that the Sullivan family has inside and outside London, for what that's worth. Fixer. Give us Ingenuity and Science plus two for being a Time Lord and another two for, being, uh, for the Sonic device you are using. You are at disadvantage versus okay. a score of 15.
3: That's only gonna be a 13 with a two and a two on the dice.
0: With two twos on the dice, you aim your Sonic down the hole and get nothing but vague feedback. There is some sort of interference or other white noise that your sonic cannot penetrate that is making it difficult to make any kind of accurate scan on anything in your surroundings.
5: Maeve, Calamity, go ahead and give me intuition and
0: ingenuity as you guys get to your feet versus 12.
4: Uh, I got a four and a three for a 14.
2: I got two sixes for a 21. Okay,
0: super. Maeve, your pocket reporter is missing. The last time you had it, you remembered putting it in one of your outer pockets because wardrobe with pockets is great. But as you pat yourself down just to make sure that everything's adjusted, you realize your pocket reporter is in fact gone. Calamity, your cattle prod is super duper gone. You pat your pockets and have trouble finding anything of actual use. Seeing the fixer reach inside a jacket into one of his pockets that's bigger on the inside to pull out the sonic stylus is the only reason that it was not also taken from his person. But you guys have been
2: lightly rifled and forgotten in a pit in the woods. Do do memory worms, like, mug people fixer? Is that a thing? Or...
4: Yeah, I don't think they steal things, do they? I mean, memories, but...
3: Not to my knowledge, the only thing that they're interested in are memories.
4: Well, I have been fully stolen from.
3: So someone robbed us, left us for dead in the woods. Huh.
4: I mean, at least it's a nice
2: day. True. Calamity will lean down over the hole and be like, So, have fun. I hope that our stay was interesting. Now what? We should probably stay together because this forest seems confusing.
3: I agree with that.
2: You guys start to look
0: around. Give me, please, an awareness and intuition roll, please, the
2: three of you.
4: That is a 6 and a 1 for a 14. I have a 16 with a 6
2: on one of the dice.
3: I have a 13 with a 2 and a 6 on the dice.
1: The
0: forest is thick and disorienting. You have almost no idea which way to go. You have the sinking feeling that you could get turned around a few times and not even notice. However... Using the sunlight as your only point of reference, the ones of you with sixes on the dice have the slightest inclination that west is the best direction to go in. In a matter of minutes, you reach a tranquil glen, a small clearing in the woods. Sun breaks through the canopy in a quiet patch of the forest. Scents of strange herbs and mushrooms scattering the forest floor reach your nostrils, and possibly more. One tree in the center of the glen, you'd swear it was almost shaped like a woman if she had bark for skin in a dress made of the same bark that reached all the way down to brush the forest floor with her hands stretched overhead and her arms and fingers branching off into leafy boughs. And the top of her head also continues to extend green foliage like she's wearing some kind of fancy hat. The tree appears to be resting or asleep.
3: Walk right up to it and say, Excuse me, I'm so sorry to bother, your, bother you. Uh, you seem like you're resting, but if you could tell us where we are, I'd really, really appreciate it. The Fixer, pleasure to meet you.
0: Presence and Convince versus 10.
3: We're looking at a 10, but with a one in the four on the dice.
0: Uh, you do manage to wake her. Uh, she seems very disoriented and foggy and you notice the stink of sour milk. She looks at you and blinks, starts to get her bearings, and you can hear the slight shift of leaves overhead, scraping the the wind and the groan of her feet, which are truly rooted to the spot. She looks at you and and says,
5: Fixer? Yes. Where's, 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 where's? Where's the gardener? It's so hard to concentrate. I need... Mm. Maeve, Calamity, give us an awareness and uh, intuition
0: roll, please, versus 12.
2: 13 with nothing special.
4: 12 with nothing special.
0: You see at her feet that memory worms slithering up and over and down her roots, and they are leaving a slime, a translucent slime, almost like a lacquer, over parts of her roots on the loose floor. And as you look around, you can see, Well, there's not a lot of them, the memory worm's muck has left a trail. Some of it is on the herbs and mushrooms. Some of it is on the, the foliage, but they have been very slowly inchworming a circuit across the roots of this tree person. And she seems quite out of it as a result.
4: Can we try and get them off of her? Is there like uh, a stick or something around that isn't covered in in memory goo?
0: (laughs) You say aloud, is there a stick around and there is a light cracking from overhead as a branch suitable for picking off small worms buds into the dry leaves near your feet.
4: All right, um, I'm just gonna use them to try and get the worms off of her.
0: Coordination plus two for the stick This is not going to be difficult, but they are slippery, slimy. So let's say it's difficulty of 12.
4: It's an 11 with a one on the dice.
0: (laughs) You get one or two of them off, not terribly far away. And honestly, most of your effort is making sure that they don't inchworm their way up the branch because they're very sticky and you manage to keep it off of your fingers, but it's a near thing. With two of the three or four memory worms off of her roots, she blinks
2: at you. Are you really here? Well, that's a complicated question.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the answer is yes, but only pretty sure.
5: Pretty sure. Okay, pretty sure.
3: I'm gonna say that I'm definitely sure that all of us are here. Otherwise, those little disgusting creepy crawlies wouldn't be quite so well fed. <sighs> <sighs> She has incredible difficulty
0: moving in the slightest. And when you mention creepy crawlies, like her glance is uh, tilted down enough that she can see one or two of the memory worms mucking across her roots and the branches overhead uh, shake with trepidation.
3: I feel you. That That is pure nightmare fuel.
2: How fast do the worms seem to be?
0: Slowly, very slowly. They're, they're, they're just inchworming. They have no legs. They are just tubers making their way. Since you guys have shoes on, like a well-timed kick might be able to unseat them. Beyond that, it's just uh, the stick as a means of safely removing them.
4: Can I try again with my stick?
0: Absolutely. Same roll, coordination, plus two for the stick.
4: It's a one and a five for a 12.
0: Since it's your second one in a row, um, you get uh, another one off, fling a little too hard, and some of the goop flies up and lands on your hand. What were you doing? Um,
2: oh, this is... this is. How did you get in the forest, Maeve?
4: What, what are we doing? When did we get here?
2: Oh, sorry. We don't know. Uh, there are memory worms, and they got some on you. Sorry. But you didn't forget much. It's fine, really. All right. we, we were talking about it anyway.
4: Am I caught up now?
2: I mean, sort of. This is a... Tree person? Oh,
4: I'm not a tree person.
0: Fixer, give us an awareness roll with Time Lord training versus 12. Throw on two for knowledge.
3: I'll take that extra two. Okay, got a 12 with a three and a two on the dice.
0: That is a pass. In your time at the Time Lord Academy, you studied other alien species And there aren't many that look like plants or flowers or trees or anything like that. And one of the only ones are a species called the Cheam. And if it weren't for the fact that she was rooted to the spot and had like flowering branches for hands, you would swear you were standing in front of a Cheam woman.
3: I hope this isn't a rude question. It comes from the best of places. Are you actually a Cheam? I've always wanted to meet one.
5: I, yes. Yes,
3: yes. Oh fantastic! Yes. It might have actually been worth forgetting however long we forgot.
5: I forgot.
2: Forgot what. Oh,
3: the, the, the worms.
5: Worms, oh
2: no. So oh, I'm no. just gonna sort of lie down um by the by the two that are left um okay. on the roots and just sort of put my legs near them and be like think about the past. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Are you trying to kick them off? Are you trying to draw them to you instead?
2: Yes, I'm trying to get them up onto my legs, which do, you know, have jumpsuits, so they're not completely unprotected, but also she doesn't super care.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Give us a coordination roll versus 14, because it's gross. These things are unpleasant, and now, now two of them are like, oh, oh, a new person. Let's add intuition on there to know the right moment to shake them off.
4: Maeve is patting her pockets and then goes, mm-hmm. somebody's stolen my note taker.
2: Not quite. I got a, I got a 13 with nothing special, but I am happy to spend a story point to bump that up.
0: Yeah, spending a story point manages to lure them onto the tips of your shoes and you rocket from the ground, kick them off onto, and they go flying into nearby bushes. Sorry! That's fantastic. The tree woman with the worm's removed from her roots you can see that the muck starts to vanish off her roots a bit not not all of it but a bit she clears for a moment of like yes
5: yes yes i'm i'm i'm, I'm daphne i'm daphne where's Nigel? nigel nigel where did he go where are you
3: daphne we will help you find nigel but a moment ago, you mentioned someone called The Gardener?
5: Yes, that's him! I couldn't remember his name! It was on the, the tip of my... my... tongue. Nigel! No answer. What does Nigel look like? Is he a team? Oh, he's, he's so handsome. And he's, he's your height. And fair-haired. And he has such a nice smile. And the greenest thumb... He's such an attentive gardener, but I haven't, I don't know where he is, and I don't, I don't know why I'm stuck here, and I don't, I don't understand. Nigel!
3: Daphne, how might we get you unstuck?
5: Nigel knows. He, He has the, I can't, the word. It won't come, but you won't need words.
0: And there's another rattling and a bounce of something falling and sifting through the branches as a rolled-up piece of paper bounces out of the boughs overhead and lands at the fixer's
3: feet. Pick it up and open it, but with a clear eye to make sure that if any of these worms are hanging off it, I don't touch them.
0: That's very fair. The memory worms are terrible climbers. So the muck never clears six inches off the ground. However, you unroll the piece of parchment and discover this. Can you all see this lovely map? Yes.
4: Indeed. Uh, Yes.
0: You unroll this thing. It's not very big, and it's fairly simplistic, but you can quickly figure out your general location on the map, given a hole that has been drawn onto it and the tree with a face nearby.
5: You have to... You have to save him but he's 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 not the only one There's the girl the girl needs our help i can't i can't help her like this sure.
3: don't worry daphne we will rescue nigel we'll bring him back to you he can help with this problem and then you'll be able to help the girl do you remember the girl's name Mm
0: and below you can see that the memory worms that were kicked off about five minutes ago have slowly been inching their way closer back to her roots. The name is on the is on the tip of her tongue and there's that little th- below as one of them graces over her roots.
5: Like My, much is so hard to make sense of it. Find the wizard, the wizard could help. The wizard's helpful, that's what they that's what they do, isn't it? They can they can help.
2: Calamity's looking at other people. <laughs> I don't know what a wizard is.
4: It's like a magic guy.
3: <laughs> ah, well I guess we have to find this magic guy to find the gardener.
4: This is cool. We've got a ching, you called her, and a wizard, and this map says there's a castle I'm fully in.
3: <laughs> so I am fully Fascinated by the team. But I don't know the first thing about wizards. What planet do they come from?
4: Uh, they're mostly, like, story on Earth. Like, um, Ooh. King Arthur and the wizard Merlin, you know. They're just people who can do magic or change other people into things. I think Merlin has something to do with trees?
5: Oh, they're, pr- they're he's, prophets. He's always been here. He's been here the whole time. I... Don't know his his name, but he's south of here.
0: You can hear the groan of roots trying desperately to reach out under the soil, and she says, Yes.
5: Nice and south downhill from here. Nice and downhill. And she starts to drift off against Fine Nigel.
0: As the memory worms continue to regain their circuit around the tree.
2: So, since I was able to recognize memory worms, can I know some things about them? (laughs) Uh, I have various questions. Like A, is the ooze like also bad and separately bad or just together? And like, is there anything they don't like?
0: You do have two points in knowledge. So give us an Ingenuity roll, you are at advantage because this is the the clear-headedest you've been in months. So give us an Ingenuity and Knowledge roll, you're at advantage versus a score of 12.
2: Can I add experienced traveler to that?
0: You can add experienced traveler to that. Fixer, um, you may have also heard of Memory Worms before. So please also give us the Ingenuity and Knowledge roll. You may have been asleep during that class. You may have forgotten it. Who knows?
2: I have a 17 with nothing special.
0: Memory worms can be quite dangerous unchecked. Their secretion, that slime, wipes out memory. Even topical contact with it can wipe an entire day or 24 hours. A bite from one of these things can remove whole years, if not decades, of a person's life and personality. Fortunately, the worms at your feet don't appear to have any kind of interest in biting down. They are simply secreting as they go around the roots. You know that people have fashioned gloves to safely handle them before, and you think there might have been some kind of preventative or antidote but you do not know the recipe. You wouldn't know how to make it. And you don't know if it would, you know, restore lost memories or simply prevent the loss of further ones.
2: All right. Well, yeah, I think we're going to have to find somebody who knows more about cleaning the, the bad yogurt juice. Um, uh, it's not going, it's not going to do any good. Still, still there, but it's, you know, it's dangerous and complicated and all that. And maybe the gardener knows if it's like a common thing with worms to be on cheam feet.
4: I would like to ask if any articles about the Cheem have crossed uh, my path at all.
0: Without the actual pocket reporter on your person, you are going to be at disadvantage to try and remember if any Tree People articles hit your top 10 list in the past couple of weeks.
4: Okay, I've been rolling terribly, so I'm going to switch to my dice roller here at home.
0: (laughs) There you go. This is going to be Ingenuity and Knowledge.
4: Okay, so that is going to be a four and a two, a 13.
0: Bully. Yeah, you
5: loosely remember
0: that the Chimer Gifted healers, a lot of their planetary resources go towards medicine and healing. And they have opened envoys with other planets as a olive branch, haha of peaceful intent to try and share the the material wealth of medicine but that's about all you can
3: recall. Okay. Well, everyone, keep an eye out for a basket. My kingdom for a basket in this moment. I would love to just collect these little guys up and take them away so they wouldn't continue to bother the locals. Onward to the wizard's well. Sadly, a basket does not fall out of the trees
0: overhead.
4: Maybe we could um do any of us have a jacket on? Fixer's
0: outfit and your outfit could have a jacket if it's part of your casual wear, sure.
4: Sure. Uh, I'll take off my jacket, and if we want to put them like in the middle of the jacket, we could gather it up like a, a sack.
3: I actually really like this plan. I would like to help <laughs> Maeve doing this. I want to make sure we collect as many of these uh, dangerous little guys as possible. Outstanding.
0: I'm going
2: to watch. So if you okay. forget what you're doing halfway through, I'll remind you. Somebody
0: oh, should
4: you. remember things. <laughs>
0: Maeve, give us a coordination roll of wrangling. This is going to be a 14 because they are slippery buggers. Um, Throw subterfuge on here because this is like tricky work. You're trying to convince something to go someplace it doesn't want to go. That feels subterfuge to me. You're at a plus two because you're using your jacket and have two points of assistance from the fixer.
4: Okay, uh, so that's a three and a two. That's a 14 total.
0: Okay, yeah. 14 is enough to haphazardly get uh, these memory worms into your jacket. Did you turn it inside out first, or did you use the the back of the jacket as, like, the interior of the jacket as the scooping catcher? Um,
4: if the outside has any degree of waterproofness or, like, maybe mucus-proofness, I would have turned it inside out so that that is the part that is it Smart. hopefully not leaking memory goo out the bottom?
0: Smart, that's great, yeah. <laughs> so after about five minutes of awkward get up, get up You manage to sling the memory worms and start to hur, 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 and let go of one sleeve and the memory worms rocket off into the trees um, and bounce harmlessly into the into the bushes several feet away. Mave add one story point for creatively <laughs> Finding a way of getting rid of the memory worms,
3: <laughs> and only soiling the outside of your jacket.
4: <laughs> I don't think that I can use this until the memory goo is gone.
3: Mm-mm. I'd mm-hmm. recommend rolling it up and saving it for later.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you should uh, you should uh, use the stylus to add to the map memory wormhole because it's not it's not labeled. Maybe that <laughs> idea. be better for for in the future, right? Because because you could forget and then. Right in the Yeah, we hole. should
4: make sure we're writing things down in case there are more memory worms, because mm. it
2: would
4: be pretty bad if we forgot everything. Maybe, too, as we walk, we could leave a bit of a trail behind us?
3: That's a very good idea, too. As we're making our way and leaving a trail, I'd like to start notating at each place on the map that we get to, saying how long it took us to get from place to place, and saying who was together there. So it's very clear if we look at the map, we'll know exactly how far we came. With, we started in this hole... We think Mm -hmm. someone mugged us could be worms.
0: All three of you, please give us an awareness and intuition roll. And Fixer, throw on a a plus two for Time Lord, please. And you're at an advantage because you're consciously trying to leave a trail behind you.
2: Well, that's good. Then it won't be super bad.
3: Right? 16 with a uh, six and a nine on the dice. I'm sorry. A uh, (laughs) a six and a three on the dice. Nine total on the dice.
4: (laughs) 15, nothing special on the dice. Uh, i have got have got a
2: uh, I've got a nine with a one and a two. It would have been mm-hmm. would have been two ones, but then you gave us advantage. So calamity one is of those going great. One very exciting.
0: Things are going <laughs> beautifully, fixer. Things are not going great. Um, like you have been deliberate. Like you and Mave and Calamity have been deliberately like kicking up leaves as you go, and like a little benign snap of a branch here and there on your way. And you're, you're, you've got your nose in the map and you're moving forward and you hear rustling behind you. You notice as you turn around that the trail that you've tried to blaze settles out and re- renews itself back into undisturbed forest floor, uh, probably about 10 feet behind you. It's not a question of proximity, it's a question of time and after about 30 seconds or so, the disturbed earth and the snap branch reset.
3: Now, is this a terraforming technology I'm familiar with or some form of plant rejuvenation or fast-growing technique the chi used that I'm aware of that might do this? You don't know. You've never seen anything like this.
0: The same difficulty that the Sonic had trying to make sense of the worms that were in the pit extends to this. You, you've never seen leaves just settle themselves again on the ground any more than you've seen a branch just mend itself again, uh, as you pass. Calamity's having a great time though, so that's good.
4: Do I see this happening as well?
0: Mm-hmm. You scored well. You, you rolled well enough to notice that the trail behind you vanishes roughly half a minute after you made progress.
4: This is really weird, right? That the trail is just gone the second we make it. It's not like a normal thing. It doesn't happen on Earth.
3: I have never been to a place where this happens.
4: Okay.
2: Maybe the whole forest is forgetting that we were here.
0: That's as good an explanation as any.
4: Do I... I know that my note taker is gone, but do I have like a traditional pen and pencil with me?
0: You pad your pockets and manage to find a pencil and a small notepad. pad is blank. If there was any writing on pages, those pages have been torn out, but the pad and the pencil uh, are normal.
4: Does it look as if pages have been torn out? mm mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna keep some notes on the directions that we're heading and like on what's going on, just in case.
3: Calamity, I would like to test your hypothesis. So far, it's the best one we've got going. Walk over to a piece of tra- a section of trail nearby, pick up a twig, break it. Drop it on the ground, step back from it, see how long it takes to repair itself.
0: About 30 seconds pass, and there's just the shifting of the disturbed leaves, and they go back to where they were, and the twig simply rights itself like it was never broken in the first place.
4: Mm. What happens if we try to take part of the forest with us? Like, if we just picked something up and walked away with it, what would happen?
2: Well then we then we would be robos, wouldn't we?
4: No. <laughs> Turnabout fair play.
2: Turn about a spare We don't know that the forest
0: took it.
4: We'll give it back eventually.
0: Mae finds an experimental twig and tucks it behind her ear.
4: Oh, no, I don't do that. Not after (laughs) Joyvolent.
0: I just carry it. (laughs) You just carry it. You clear the forest. You step out of the forest proper and the twig stays in your hand. Maybe because you're actually holding on to it. You don't know, but the twig at least feels real enough in your hand and does not try to vanish out of your fingers.
4: I'm going to set it down outside the forest.
0: About 30 seconds later, it disappears. Like it was never there. huh Fixer, give me yes. an awareness and intuition plus two for Time Lord, please. Okay. Versus a difficulty of twelve.
3: Before I make this roll, my theory right now is that we are in a simulation of some sort, and it's just resetting into the state that the world's supposed to look like. Let's see what this roll tells us. Oh my, oh my! Should I even bother with doing the math? I got a, two ones on this one. Okay. Man,
0: it is (laughs) bright out. Yeah, like you're trying to think your way through this and rolling double ones. You lose another point of resolve. You are not sure at all. Like the disorientation just sets in a little more. Yeah, the fixer is kind of lost. Like there's no sign of the TARDIS. There's no sign of the auditor. The forest behind you seems hellbent on contributing to getting you lost looking up and around when you reach open sky does nothing in this moment to clarify things a plain dirt road leads you to a small hut a crackling fire under a cauldron and a well of simple wood and stone nearby
3: is the uh, bir- is the bird in the picture also sitting on the well sure walk right up to the bird and say hello are you the wizard Hmm.
2: Huh. That didn't sound yesy.
3: Yeah, that, that that might have been a no.
4: I don't think so. <laughs> the three of you
0: have your attention on the bird and you say, Are you the wizard? And then without any opportunity to actually get behind you, a voice from behind you says,
1: No, I am. Oh hello. That would be me.
4: Uh.
0: <laughs> you turn around and behind you in very drab brown overcoat. Is a hunched over old man. He has long white hair trailing down his back. He has a long white beard trailing down his front, obscuring most of some multi some kind of scarf. And rather than a staff, he supports himself on a very long spoon. It looks like a quarter staff that the bottom has a spoon roughly the size of a coffee cup.
2: Well hello. Hello. Um sorry, we're new. Um, what religion are you a prophet of? And do you have any taboos or anathema we should be aware of? I just want to be polite. He looks at you, blinks, and says,
1: You know, I've never, ever been asked that before.
2: I hear that a lot. What
1: a fascinating question. I don't adhere to strictures of a higher power. Certainly not the power that's higher here. Can I get,
0: please, a presence and convince roll from all three of you versus a difficulty of
4: 10? Would this count as getting an interview? (laughs) 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 I'll allow it. That's an extra two. Three and a six for a 17.
2: I've got a 16 with nothing special.
3: Got a nine with a two and a two.
2: Oh,
0: bully. Thank goodness Fixer didn't fail with ones. That would have gone worse. So the wizard turns to Maeve and introduces himself like,
1: Hello, I'm the wizard. How may I help you?
4: Nice to meet you. We're lost. Uh, We found ourselves here. Uh, There were worms that steal memories all around us. Uh, Apparently. I don't remember that part because I got more memory worms on me after that. Uh... And a tree lady told us to find you? Yes. Are you Merlin? Are you like from the books?
5: Ah
1: Lady Daphne. Charming woman. Wonderful ochre to her skin. Mm? Mm? Ha ha ha. No, no, I am not Merlin or any of his order. His kind and minor easily mistaken for one another. Hmm? But as for being lost? Many start that way. It's up to you to turn things round.
4: So do you have a name?
1: He opens his mouth and he says, the wizard of the well will do as well as any wizard.
4: Well, I think that we're looking for someone named Nigel.
1: Hmm, helpful
0: fellow.
4: <laughs> do you know where he might be?
0: <laughs> he opens his mouth to answer again, and there's a skip and he, his mouth, Like you blink and his mouth is still
1: shut. And he says, Yes and no, I can assist you, but only so far. My own powers here are bound by the laws of this place. And he limps past you and makes his way to the cauldron.
0: And by the cauldron is a little folding workshop of different pots and jars and things, and he starts sprinkling bits of ingredients into the cauldron that bubbles and smokes and churns as he stirs it with his very, very, very long spoon.
3: Lean into Maeve and say, is this normally how wizards do?
4: I mean, I knew there was some like potions involved. I think Merlin made potions in the book I read growing up, but I don't know that this is all. Sometimes they do other things too, like maybe like spells or something. Huh.
0: He he
1: chuckles with his attention on the cauldron, trying to get a straight answer out of a wizard is a fool's errand. You'd have better luck straightening a corkscrew. And uh, at that, he produces a corkscrew, pulls out
0: a little flask and... <coughs> and <coughs> and, <coughs> <coughs> and <coughs> <coughs> drains the bottle into the cauldron and then just drops the bottle, the corkscrew, and the cork into it as well. And there's a... <coughs> and it changes colors.
3: Sonic Stylus up, start scanning this concoction. Uh, This is going to be Ingenuity and
0: Science, plus two for the Sonic. You are still at a disadvantage for this because you are confused, you are turned around, and now you are poking a wizard's cauldron with a Sonic Stylus.
3: Okay, I got a (laughs) uh, 14 with a three and a two on the
0: dice. The bemusedly as heck, the wizard smirks at the fixer as he tries to scan the cauldron and chuckling says,
1: if you wanted to know the ingredients, you could have just asked.
0: What you were able to tell from a 14 without anything special on the dice, the cauldron holds broth of some potency. It is concentrated, it is roiling, it is constantly shifting makeup while it is in the cauldron and very carefully, the wizard scoops in the spoon and produces a flask. And without the need of a funnel, just expertly drains the thing right in and fills it up to the top. And he (laughs) puts a cork in it and sets it aside.
4: You said that the laws of this place bound you. Are you from here or were you brought here like we were?
1: He says to Maeve, ah, question about time. Now we're on the right track, aren't we just? (laughs) You'll find that I have always been here since the start of the land at 10.30 in the morning until its inevitable end at 10.30 in the morning.
4: The same morning? Maeve,
0: you've been walking around in the forest and walking out of it for the better part of an hour. And having memories of growing up in a place with similar foliage in your in, in your backyard, you realize the sun has not
5: moved
0: at all as far back as you can remember from <laughs> getting tapped with goop. The sun has not moved at all across the sky in the time that you've been walking
1: around.
4: So time here is standing still, or it works differently?
1: Oh, on the contrary, there's an abundance of it. It's just all 1030.
4: I look at the fixer.
1: <laughs> well, this sounds like one of two
3: things, some sort of temporal offshoot, or we
1: might be stuck in a minute. Uh-huh.
4: Does that happen often? Do you get stuck in a minute often?
1: Ah, uh-huh. Stuck in a minute. That's very good.
0: The wizard, turns to Maeve and says, well,
1: it seems we're all stuck in the same minute and it's hardly minute. Fortunately for you, you're not without advantages. And he taps
0: the map. Maeve, give us an awareness roll, please.
4: Uh, well, that's a six and a four for a 14.
0: The wizard taps the map. All of a sudden, three little points of light swell into being next to the spot you occupy on the map so you have three little dots independent of the map hovering next to the well next to those three dots is a dot drawn on the map with a little w over it the space daphne occupies on the map is obfuscated it's unclear because kind of like it was drawn onto the map, but it's also a floating dot. It's, it's very difficult to make out, but there are other spots on the map which have active little dots wandering around in their little circuits, including a silver one, slowly marking time down the road in your
1: direction.
4: Well, somebody's coming this way.
1: Yes, but you'll find he's lacking for conversation. All of a sudden,
0: behind you, a humanoid in uh, a red jacket with tails marches up closer and closer. He appears to be carrying a courier's satchel over one shoulder. Instead of a face, he has a porcelain smiling mask that looks very charming and a powdered wig that the coils bounce as he walks very stiffly towards the wizard. He comes to a stop, bows at the shoulder, salutes, and then holds out the satchel, (laughs) flips it open, pulls out empty flasks and the wizard collects them and says, oh, thank you very much. We've been expecting you. And hands him the flask that he's most recently filled and the stiffly moving person with the ceramic face nods again at the shoulders, flaps the satchel shut and returns it to his shoulder strap, ignoring all three of you the entire time and turns on his heel like clockwork
3: and starts marching back the other way. Now he's clearly an automaton, right?
2: I was going to ask because now it's like this guy is cooking things and he's got robots working for him. So, kind of smells like Snackums, but.
1: Oh, I'm I'm no servant per se, but I suppose I do work for the same person. It is her queendom, after all. Mm.
0: And the man's jacket, as he turns around, has a crest emblazoned on it with a nice big M on a coat of arms. As he walks back up the, as he starts to walk back up the trail.
3: Looking at the map?
4: Whose queendom is it?
0: Ah,
1: Her Majesty, the Queen, Macona. You're in her land now.
4: Do you think this Queen Makona might be who Daphne was telling us we needed to look for?
1: Didn't she say a princess?
4: Well, she said a girl. She did.
1: Oh, the girl. She just said a girl. Queens and princesses frequently go hand in hand. You look like you could use a little courage.
0: And he scoops into the cauldron again and pours out a completely different colored liquid than the previous while adding no new ingredients in the meantime and hands over a frothing, steaming,
3: smoking cup to the fixer. (laughs) Thank you for the beverage. But I do like to know a little more about what I'm drinking before I drink it.
1: Oh, just a little liquid courage. And he winks and claps you on the shoulder.
3: Well, I'm definitely not going to drink it, but I will also not pour it out. I will just stand there and hold it. Give like a okay. little toast gesture and just stand back. <laughs> Fixer, give us an awareness
0: and in- an intuition roll.
3: So we're looking at an 11 with a five and a one on the dice.
0: This person seems pretty benign, like a friendly grandpa. You would almost swear you've seen him before? Not someone you know, someone whose picture
3: you've seen, and they've gotten a lot older since that picture was taken. Well, the the minute you describe it that way, my first thought is, does he look anything like Victor? No. Oh, okay. Not at all. That's good. That's a relief.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you for turning on the map.
1: (laughs) You're quite welcome.
2: Right. I guess... Is there anything we can do for you or are you all right?
1: I am as much a part of this place as the trees. So asking me what you can do for me is a bit moot. However, there may be something I can do for you.
4: Well, we could really use the help if there is anything you could do to help. Of
0: course. And he starts stirring the cauldron again. The liquid changes color again. And he scoops some up, pours it into a traveling vial and a little stopper in the bottle. And he says, when you find your strength fails you. And he hands over a little bottle of liquid strength. Since the fixer has not drunk the liquid, he says, I'll take that. And takes it back and dumps it back into the cauldron. And there's another of smoke. And he starts stirring again and he starts pouring out another liquid that looks nothing like the first two. By the end of his time, he has filled up little bottles to go and leaves you with a bottle of liquid strength <laughs> for Mave and pours the cup's contents into another little traveling bottle and tucks it Into the
1: fixer's pocket, in case you change your mind. (laughs) Thank you for your generosity. Oh, of course. Hard to get the ingredients, you know. Especially clean ones. It's hard to remember where they can be found. Especially with forgetful things slippery-sliming their way through the woods. Mm. Have you had any success in keeping these slippery-slimy
3: things off you?
1: Oh, yes. Yes. The worms stay in the woods and well away from the wizard.
3: He takes out a
0: old-timey medieval-style spritzer and pours some green liquid into it and screws into place a spritzer. (laughs) Materializing on the face of the receptacle is a little circle with a line drawn through it across a memory worm.
3: Take that bow very low to him very respectfully and say, I appreciate your wizarding, wizard.
1: You're quite welcome. So yes, uh, the wizard has
0: made
3: you guys some potions. Before I ask a question of him, I would like to ask a question regarding the map and the lights that just have bloomed on the map. Are they all the same color other than that one automaton we saw on the map? Or are there other ones that are uh, of different colors on the map?
0: The three of yours appear to be a polished silver. There are two more. So you've got three silver dots over here. You have a town full of drawn on dots moving in a clockwise fashion. There are a pair of silver dots uh, currently occupying the castle and a little green dot circling the pond.
4: I wonder if the green dot is Nigel.
0: Daphne's tree is represented by a brown dot in the woods. Calamity, give us an awareness roll, please. Just because you weren't familiar with the word wizard doesn't mean you've never read or been told a fairy tale before.
2: Uh, So that's a 10 with nothing special. You are like craning your neck to look over their
0: shoulders as the drawn on gear representing the man with the porcelain face marching its way back up Calamity notices that the mouth of the cave, there is a black spot on top of the black opening to the cave, and it is very large and stationary.
2: Oh, Right, there's another dot but, but where it says Ogres Keep. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just sort of blending in with the cave drawing. So I guess that's the ogre?
1: Oh, yes. you will want to keep away from the ogre's keep. He's quite grouchy when he hasn't had his sleep.
2: I mean, can you make liquid sleep? He... <gasps>
0: and in his hands is a tiny, tiny bottle with a series of Zs on it to imply a sleeping potion. You tell me,
2: calamity. I mean, good job, I guess. No, it's all right. Can we have that? Or was, was it just a demonstration?
1: It wouldn't be very good if I left it here, now would it? And he <laughs> drops it in your hand.
2: Well, thank you. Okay, so maybe this will help.
1: Since we're closer to the ogre's keep
3: and we now have a solution to the ogre problem, should we go handle that?
2: Well...
1: I'd be very wary if I were you. The ogres can be quite a troubling
2: customer. I mean, we might just want to, you know, avoid... Like, if he's trying to sleep, right? We should just just let him do that. This is just, like just in case we make too much
3: noise. But what if we can just offer him the potion and say, we will gift you sleep?
1: The ogre cannot be reasoned with. The ogre will not listen. The ogre will not heed you. has his head in the clouds, don't you know? And that's not an exaggeration. He's just very, very tall.
5: Hmm.
2: Plus, it's kind of like walking into someone's house while they're sleeping and, you know, waking them up and say, hey, would you like to buy a really nice pillow? Like, it's just sort of, you could just not, not, not in the first place, right? Um,
1: That's fair. How like a knight in search of dragons and ogres to thwart what you have bigger fish to fry.
2: I actually am a bit peckish. Mm. Do you think they have food in the town?
1: One way to find out
2: Goodness gracious, what's that?
1: And he points over your shoulders.
2: I mean, I've heard this one before, but it's all right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you look back, the wizard is gone. All right. Maeve, you mentioned earlier that it might be a good idea to hit one of the specific spots on the map.
4: Yes, the green dot. Didn't Daphne say that Nigel had a green thumb? Maybe that's him.
1: I love that logic. Let's head towards the green
4: dot. You said the, the green dot was near the pond?
1: With the wizard's well behind you, you see a fork in the road. Keep heading west, and you head straight for a massive cave just visible through the trees. You can make out a figure in a
0: red coat marching stiffly up the road. The sun shines almost overhead. If you had to guess, it's about half past ten in the morning.
2: Yeah, I think
4: it's just always half past (laughs) ten. I didn't think it's going to change anytime soon.
0: In addition to the two floating metallic silver dots In Castle Makana, there is a third
3: dot, the same color as yours
0: in Castle Makana.
3: Oh.
4: Oh, do you think that might be the auditor?
3: I think we should, luckily it's on the way. Let's check the green spot and then head onward to the castle because Maeve, I think you're right. That's probably our good friend, the auditor.
4: As
0: you continue from here, it's very faint, but you can hear a dreadful roar in the distance and the noise, while not deafening, is even from this distance something you can slightly feel in your bones. It occurs to you that that is the sound of the ogre snoring.
4: Well, at least you want to sleep. Sleep so for now. We should try not to wake up.
3: Hopefully his nice, calm dreams.
0: Hopefully, you approach high walls. Extremely high. They have to be at least two stories tall. Wide, heavy gates that look like telephone poles lashed together in terms of diameter and height are ready to swing shut atop the gates and standing to either side at ground level, guards in painted ceramic masks, powdered wigs, and medieval attire sit on either side. You enter the cobblestone square of clockton wherever you look there are these rustic medieval buildings in a circle around a well with a fountain and wherever you look there are clockwork peasants going about their day there is the baker with his tray and he's got the ceramic face and the powdered wig And he's carrying a tray of what looks like freshly baked loaves of bread while nearby uh, in an open window is the butchers. And there's a clockwork man with a ceramic face and a powdered wig working with a large knife in either hand, bringing it down ineffectually on either side of a large shank of meat. Can I have from the three of you, please, an awareness and intuition
3: Is this deeply off-putting to anyone
2: else?
4: It is very strange.
2: I mean, it seems like the butcher needs reprogramming, but otherwise it's normal. Why? I have a 12 with a 1 on one of the dice.
4: I got a 12, uh, nothing special on the dice.
3: Got a 10 with a 4 and a 1 on the dice.
1: Fixer, there is a
0: lot going on. And the locals look friendly. It's really hard to tell from the unmoving, unshifting smiles painted on their faces. You are in the center of town and are able to get your bearings with the map. But the locals don't look happy to see you. They don't look anything. They ignore you completely and continue to go around their day. But Mave, you don't smell freshly baked bread. You don't smell meat being carved up. What you do smell is motor grease, sawdust, a lot of sawdust, and they pass on a routine circuit, but the baker that walks by, you'd swear the bread is made of wood and has been painted to resemble ordinary bread.
4: Can I poke it? You can. (laughs) See if it is wood?
0: It knocks and the, the baker stops, turns to you, Give me a presence and convince roll, please. Fixer, give us an uh, Ingenuity and tech roll with your sonic, please. Absolutely.
4: That's a four and a two for a 12. And I just say, oh, I just wanted to see how fresh it was. It looks delicious, carry on.
0: With a 12 that is neither terrible nor great, the baker, he nods so sharply. His powder wig lands on the tray in his hands. The mask, is staying in place, but the wig that's fallen off from the bow reveals a clear plexiglass or possibly glass dome where a skull should be, and inside it are just a glittering masterpiece of cogs and moving bits and gears.
4: Very interesting. I have a question. Are these things like imitating something, like a book or something that I might have seen before? Are they, like, putting on, like, some kind of a play? I'm just asking if any of this looks familiar, I guess, to anything Maeve has seen or read about before.
5: It
0: reeks of pantomime fairy tale. Huh. Something, someone has put a lot of effort into making this look like a cozy little provincial town full of clockwork people but as far as you can tell from just knocking on the bread, it looks almost entirely surface. When you mention, is this out of a particular book, the baker stops in his tracks, holds the tray with one hand, puts the wig back on, and in stiff robotic movements, puts the tray on a convenient counter and says, if
5: books are what you look for, may I, suggest the library.
0: And points to a rather nice looking library smack dab in the middle of town between the butchers, the bakers, the candlestick makers, and an open path to some kind of arena. You can hear loud shouting off in the distance and a...
4: Ah, well, thank you so much for suggesting that. That is just wonderful. Quick question. What is that noise? That
1: one. the joust.
4: The joust? There is a joust here, Fixer.
3: That sounds exciting.
4: Yes, the next
0: joust begins at 10.30. And he returns to his
3: circuit. Sounds like we're going to be right on time for it.
4: Good thing it is now 10.30. You're
3: always on time when it's 10.30, all the time.
4: Could we make since I do think we have some time until 10.30. <laughs> I to stop in the library just to see what's there. <laughs> I mean, we
2: can check. I'm a little disappointed about the bread. Uh, so, you know, the books might just sort of be blocks of wood painted like books, which would also be disappointing, but maybe not. But although I do take back what I said about the butcher needing reprogramming, because if they, are, their processing is based on mechanical computers, I am extremely impressed. It is a miracle they are working at all, like... This is amazing.
0: All three of you add one story point. It is a small quarter of town. Uh, it only takes a couple of steps to reach the library where the doors are fastly locked.
3: There is something very often in this provincial town.
4: Maybe, I mean, could we unlock these doors and have a look?
3: Sure. You can try. Give
0: us coordination and uh, plus two for your Sonic and throw subterfuge on there, Fixer, since you're trying to pick a lock. By the standards of the game, picking a lock is a difficulty of 18.
3: We are at 11 with a three and a one on the dice.
0: That is a no dice on the opening of the library. Your sonic shuts off and will not restart for at least 30 minutes. Like, you try it and uh, it's like, bad news, it's deadlocked. And then it just shuts off. Well,
2: that's unpleasant. Awkward too, because like, if they're closed at 10.30, then there's not much point in waiting.
4: I know. Of oh, any windows.
0: There are, but they are medieval, so it's not stained glass, but that crossed X diamondy thatch of glass that is too thick to actually see through. You can vaguely make out bookshelves inside, and knocking on the window reveals the tink tink of glass that is not a painting, so it appears that there is legit a library in there of some kind,
3: but you do not have access. Well...
4: Maybe we'll figure out a way inside later.
3: Are there any other places of interest in this town as we pass by?
4: Actually, I would like to go and ask the baker. He's <laughs> still around? Uh, excuse me. We were trying to get to the library. Unfortunately, it's closed. Do you know if it will be open any time now <laughs> before 1031?
0: <laughs> the library is
1: for the royal family and will ah.
4: be unlocked. By Royal Decree. Royal Decree, got it. Okay, that's very helpful. Thank you. You are
5: welcome.
4: <laughs> I'll go back to the fix-it. Um, so I think we're going to have to wait. Uh, apparently Royal Decree can unlock the library. So we may have to find this queen first.
3: Well, luckily it looks like on this map that the uh, corresponding dot that we hope is the auditor is still by the queen. So we might as well head in that direction.
4: But there is a joust.
2: And, ju- and a joust is good?
4: <laughs> I mean...
0: The joust isn't going anywhere. Odds are there will be... I mean, it's it's 1030 all the time, so the joust is not going anywhere.
4: I mean, you put two guys on horses and charge them straight at each other. That's cool. <laughs> oh, that <laughs>
3: Those poor horses!
4: <laughs> they don't hit each other. They, like, pass by each other. Oh. And then the guys try to knock each other off.
3: So it's just, just the guys on back of the horses who get hurt?
4: Yes. The horses are fine.
3: Oh, that, that does sound like fun. Even from here, I'd say you're
0: about half a football field's length away from the jousting tourney proper, but one of the knights on a massive black horse to the cheers of the crowd pries off their helmet and reveals a rhinoceros head of salt and pepper hair, and he just shakes out his short mane <laughs> and uh, trots his way to the head of the tourney to collect his prize. Fixer. Yes. Give us an ingenuity and knowledge roll, plus two for Time Lord, please. This is going to be a difficulty of, let's call it 10.
3: We're looking at a 17 with a six and a two on the dice.
0: Okay, with a six on the dice, you absolutely recognize that a Jadoom has just trounced the other knight. It does seem Oddly fitting that a clockwork town with a wizard outside and an ogre down the road might as well have their own set of Jousting Jadoon.
3: Looking at the map, I'd like to compare the positioning of the Jousting Jadoon with the uh, markings on the map to see if they have Mm -hmm. a different color than the automata. Using the map
0: in your hands, you are able to see that none of the moving characters on the map have the same dimension as you three. They are as flat as the clockwork people. Great question, Add a story point.
3: Maeve, I understand that you want to see the joust and it definitely would be a lot of fun, but I suspect these might just be more of the scenery, if you know what I mean. And we really should go collect the auditor, just to make sure he's okay.
4: Yeah, you're right, of course. But maybe we could come back and see the joust before we, you know, leave because it's a joust those guys, and that's really cool.
3: Your enthusiasm is is infectious. I'm going to take out the, the stylus and use just the pen portion of it. Click out the pen and start making notes near there to say, we need to return here so that Maeve can enjoy the joust.
0: The Baker automaton says, the joust will resume at ten, winner receives a key to the
2: city.
4: A key to the city? The whole city.
2: Sometimes that's symbolic. But here, maybe...
4: I think it might be more literal m- Maybe
2: here. not, right. Um, though, about leaving. <laughs> so, this place, it's a little familiar, actually. It kind of feels like home, uh, which means that leaving is awkward. Right. In what way does this feel like home? The fact that there's, like, that time is cyclic, just in a much smaller <laughs> circle. Mm. <laughs> At least back home, there was night and day. For sure, for sure, yes. Bigger circle was more comfy. No, this is a much weirder version of that, but yes. Yeah. So it took a lot of technology <laughs> to get out. Anyway, just wanted to put that out there that maybe we should temper our expectations about leaving trivially.
0: <laughs> That's very
3: sharp. Calamity, how many story points are you at right now? Six. Six, well, now you're at seven. Calamity, you bring up an excellent point. And unfortunately, my Sonic is, uh out of commission at the moment, so I won't be able to scan for power sources. But we may have to cobble something together to escape here through less traditional means.
4: Maybe the auditor ha- I mean, we don't know that he wa- they were infected by memory worms. Maybe they have a better idea what's going on.
2: Sure. Nope. F- knowing how we got here would certainly help, I would think, to reversing that process, so.
3: Well, maybe if we're lucky, we just have to go back to the hole we crawled out of and dig a little deeper. Let's head towards the castle.
2: The Fixer
0: and his companions make their way out of the city as they leave the town proper and head on the road towards the pond and the castle. Behind you, every single clockwork person stops and turns their head and waves goodbye.
4: Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. We'll be back, probably.
0: Are you visiting the pond? Are you visiting the castle? Is the green dot
3: still between us and the castle?
0: Yes. A green dot is bouncing around within the limitations of the pond on the map. Head towards the green dot?
4: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> May if I wonder. I don't think I could pull it off. But do you think one of us could pull off actually jousting against those Jadun?
4: I mean, maybe. I think it would be pretty tough. They were like big looking guys.
3: Hmm. You did say it's more of, like, a game. It's not to the
2: death, right? Right.
4: You might get knocked off a horse. Okay. I would try jousting. Yeah? <laughs> yes. Hmm.
2: Often if you try something enough, you're bound, you're bound to, to get close at some point.
4: I might break a bone falling off a horse, but we also might get the key to the city, and I think it's worth a shot.
2: <laughs> so I just sort of assumed before, but um, so Calamity is, act, like, actually checking, like... Does she in fact feel hungry or thirsty? Your stomach
0: has not rumbled at all while you've been in here. You are not tired at all. You
2: are feeling normal. Well, maybe that's good for broken bones, and maybe it's really bad.
4: We'll, we'll find cross out. Cross
2: that bridge when we come to it.
4: <laughs>
0: a simple pond outside the castle with a gardener's shed nearby. There is, there are dragonflies skating across the top of the water. You can see the castle from here. You can see the jousting tourney. And on the nearby road is the courier with his satchel. He's walking at a steady pace, robotically, if you will.
4: Does he have like flasks with him or?
0: He has his satchel. Yeah, he has his satchel. Can I get an awareness roll with intuition please from our lovely players?
4: I got a one and a four for a twelve.
3: Sure is pretty here.
4: <laughs> Lovely pond. <laughs> I got a fifteen with a six.
3: Fifteen with a six and a four on the dice.
4: As Mave is. Oh no! I am fully seeing visions of myself in armor winning a joust. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fair dreaming
0: of future glories and distracted from from noticing anything specific. Calamity fixer. You hear a faint under the grass. And a little frog hops and into the pond and frog paddles its way across the pond and and hops on its way just around the
2: pond. Does it seem to be tracking the dot on the map?
0: Yes. Yes, it does. Calamity holds up the map and positions herself. It's like, so okay, so if the clockwork weirdos are behind me and the joust is over there, the the green dot represents the frog, and it is every bit as solid and real as the three of you.
3: Maeve, you know a lot about this, about these wizards and these Merlins. Are there any stories about frogs?
4: Yes. There's a story about uh, like a, a prince that's turned into a frog by like an evil witch, and he has to get a kiss from a princess to turn back into his human form. So... <laughs> If that is Nigel, we're going to need to get him a kiss.
2: Wow. Can the frog talk in the story?
4: Sometimes, but usually, usually yes, I think. Nigel!
2: Well, that's good then. <laughs> Presence and convince
4: on a frog. A two and a four for a twelve.
2: You
0: call out, Nigel, Nigel, and the frog hops closer, and then hops so along. Maybe it ignored you. Maybe it didn't. You don't speak frog.
4: Maybe this one doesn't talk. But the auditor, he can talk to birds, right? So maybe he can talk to frogs too?
2: Maybe. It's going to be difficult to can get to get consent otherwise. We should so. at least scoop
3: it scoop him up and bring him along until we can ascertain if this All is
4: All right. Let's let's catch a frog.
2: <laughs> are we just are we just presuming for the moment that him being a frog is Not what he wants.
3: No, no. I'm presuming for a moment that whatever that is, whether it be frog or prince, they it is just as real as we are. At least as represented on that map. And if that's the case, then when we escape from here, we're going to obviously have to rescue them too. Be they frog
2: or prince. Maybe. I mean, assuming they want to go, that's what I mean. But it's fine. I mean, we'll
4: ask. But I mean, we'll have to talk to him first. So we've got to figure that out.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Give us a coordination (laughs) and athletics role versus
5: 18.
4: So there's no way I can hit an 18 mathematically, but I will spend story points if I roll high enough.
0: (laughs) You can spend story points. You can average just average. You never know.
4: I did not roll high enough because I rolled a three and a one for a seven.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You miss and lunge anyway and twist a wrist. You are going to be at a minus one to strength for 30 minutes because you lunge and you land and break your fall (laughs) badly on your wrist. You're like, ow, oh, And your hand goes right into the water.
4: Does the water feel wet? Yes. Like, does it feel like a pond?
0: It feels like water at the same temperature as the air. It is not cool. It is not warm. It is air temperature water and you pull your hand free and the water ripples out and then flattens like the ripples were never there.
2: And the frog.
4: Interesting.
2: All
4: right. Well, I can't catch frogs very well.
2: (laughs) Most people can't as far as I know. You know what? All right. Does he, like, the frog Seem to be making a regular circuit yes. with the pond, like, because mm-hmm. we were seeing on the map. We don't want to use the, we don't want to use the forgetting jacket. Um, uh, can we just sort of, uh, can I just sort of, like, sit in the path that he's, you know, been taking and just sort of wait <laughs> like, with my hands like That's this. That's beautiful.
0: So, Calamity takes the passive route and deliberately sits with the map on her lap and waits for... It's,
2: it's not like we don't have time.
0: <laughs> and it lands in your lap on the map for a second. At advantage, try to catch the frog when it's in your lap. Uh, this is going to be coordination and uh, let's say subterfuge, since you're trying to do sneaky stuff. So coordination and subterfuge versus an AT. Fixer, give us an awareness and intuition roll, please.
3: You got it. Got a 14 with a four and a five on the dice.
0: You know, maybe with the right tool, catching the frog might be easier. You look around, you see the gardener's shed at the edge of the lake facing the pond and a
2: padlock. Calamity, what did you get? Even with advantage, I (laughs) contrived to get an eight with a one on the die.
0: Since you are sitting and not having to lunge or anything, like you try to clap your hands around the frog and miss. The timing is not on your side. Also, it is slippery, not memory worm slippery, just, you know, frog sweat slippery. The frog hops off. I will, however, reward your ingenuity with a story point. No one has ever tried to simply wait for the frog to come to them before, so kudos. <laughs>
3: point over at the uh, shack and say we at least found the gardener's shack due to its proximity to the frog i guess we have at least one point in favor of being nigel head over to the gardener's shack and see if we can get that lock off your sonic does not
0: work so the lock is just a padlock it is closed it does not appear to be made of wood um it has not been painted onto the door it is a as real as the shack and shed it's attached to
3: Are the hinges on the uh, door on the inside or the outside of the door? Inside. This is going to suck. Okay. Running at full speed, (sighs) slamming into it with my shoulder.
1: This is going to be... uh, Do you have any points in athletics?
3: I do. I have two in athletics. So I would like to use a couple of story points on this, if possible.
0: (laughs) Okay. If you spend one story point, it will impact your roll. If you spend two, you can just break down the door
3: with a shove. Let's use those two. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Let's get in this place and figure out what we can figure out.
1: That's fantastic. So, yeah, the fixer
0: takes off his jacket, like, hold this for a second, rolls up his sleeves and like, this might smart, and charges into the door, cut to the interior of the shed as the door smacks off its hinges and still hangs from the completely intact padlock as the fixer lands, crashing, falling to his hands and knees in front of some kind of large device the size of a riding lawnmower, but made of ye olde medieval implements and not made to cut grass. Light pours into the shed, and there's a small net on a stick hanging nearby against the wall. Are you okay? Grab the net and say,
3: "Here, this might help." <laughs> I mean, are you? Thank you. Sure, you're
4: fine.
2: <laughs> I'm a little shook up, but yeah, no, I feel good. I okay. feel good. All right. All right. Well, maybe you should do the jousting then. Okay. Well, I'll take that net. Right. Let's see if we can do the frog thing now. Well, also though, I do want to ask, what's that? Yeah,
4: that is a very good question. What is it?
2: Ingenuity and
0: technology, guys. <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. Versus a difficulty of 12.
4: Wow. I got a nine with two ones. I got a five and a three for a 12.
3: I got a 15 with a five and a three on the dice. Calamity, stub your toe.
0: You are going to be at a minus one to uh, speed-related strength rolls for 30 minutes because you rushed in there looking around with that double ones. Um, Maeve, it is cluttered as heck in here. Um, maybe the gardener has a system for keeping things organized. Fixer, you find the medieval riding mower, and as close, like, it's not the most lit in here, and without any sixes on the dice, the closest you can figure out, like, maybe it's for uprooting?
3: Look on it for any uh, containment vessels, even if they're medieval style, uh, something that one might put those uh, memory worms that we encountered earlier in. You find a burlap
0: sack, and you also find an old-timey manual sitting in the seat of this thing. It is of the plainest of paper, a manual written by someone named Nigel on the operation of a tree uprooting device. But, like, just looking through the instructions, this thing has so many levers and switches. Operating it, even with the manual, will be difficult as heck, but at least you have found it and know what it is
1: supposed to do.
4: We have all these gardening implements. We have something to uproot trees. But nothing here, everything we change, changes back immediately. So what's the point of a gardener?
0: That's an excellent counter question. What's the point of like, anything? So
4: if we take a leaf from somewhere, it goes back. Honestly. So if you mow the lawn, wait 30 seconds, and the grass will go back to the way it was this before This isn't a it. lawnmower, if you, if you dig a hole, wait 30 seconds, and the dirt will fill in the hole. So why garden if everything just goes back immediately?
3: But the hole that we arrived in didn't refill itself. Mm-mm, it was part of the terrain already.
4: That's a good point. Just kind
3: of weird. How many story points would it take to figure out how this thing works and ride around on it?
4: <laughs> Maybe we could use it to joust.
0: Spending one story point <laughs> lets you know this is not the most important thing right now, and it is likewise not going anywhere. Okay, you got it. All right. Maeve is flipping through the manual looking for things, and on a page it says this uh, this object has been restricted from being used as a jousting mount that has been banned from the joust. <laughs> wow.
4: Well, that oh, yeah. is disappointing.
2: It <laughs> is. That's what happens. You try to you try to find exploits, you're going to get banned.
0: <laughs> you do not know how right you
3: are. But that implies that sometime it implies that sometime between 10:30 and 10:30, somebody already tried this exploit and got it banned.
4: That's true. I do think it would be pretty fun to try to ride this <laughs> into a joust. <laughs>
3: Fixer says maybe
0: someone already tried this once and the frog hops past the door and
2: continues on its circuit.
4: Alright, so we need to get the frog and then we need to go find the auditor.
2: Alright, let's try the net thing.
4: Maybe I can try to, like, herd it and you can try to, like, net it.
2: Sure. (laughs) I feel like waiting was was marginally successful if I just put the net in the right place and that your plan is... Not unlikely to get us wet and/or injured, but that is we also can fine. Right idea. So let's That's do fine. No, no, let's do yours. We tried mine.
4: Compromise. Let's go back <laughs> and right. forth at least. <laughs> just... Gotta be fair. So I'll try and <laughs> herd the frog. <laughs>
2: I'm explicitly bad at being fast right now. So this
0: is going to be coordination and athletics plus two with the net. And I'll say you are at advantage because you've tried once already and you've seen calamity pulls something off that appeared to almost work uh the difficulty has not changed but at least you have the net now
4: so what i'm suggesting might be that like i help calamity gotcha. make the role. so i would just be trying to like push it towards okay. her net i mean let's
2: be fair you have just as much chances
4: <laughs> <you>? not much <laughs> but
2: better probably
0: Calamity is the one physically trying to catch the frog with the net. It is going to be you rolling for coordination. Uh, Rolling coordination and athletics plus two for the net. You are at advantage and Maeve is contributing two points to the roll.
2: Okay, so maybe there is a shot. We'll see. So I have a 16 with nothing special.
4: Can I give a story point?
0: You add a story point using Calamity's patent-pentited wait-and-do-nothing approach. The Zen approach of uh, frog catching. The frog neatly is chased into the net. We got the frog.
2: I'm gonna like pinch closed the net That's with smart. my hand. That's smart. Cause I'm like, he's just gonna jump out. We've done this already.
4: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So onward to the castle.
2: Yes, what seems like a plan. You start to
0: leave the pond and the frog Fidgets and tries to get out of the net, trying desperately to get back to the pond.
4: It's okay, Nigel. We're trying to help you.
2: Does he seem in physical
0: distress? He's physically moving around. He like he's struggling to try. I mean,
2: is he like is he like in physiological distress? Like need of water? He does look a little dry. Okay. I mean, how far's the castle? Like, I could dunk him and then we could just run, but I don't think that that is going to work. Do we have
4: something we can collect the water in? Is there any bucket in the shed?
0: There is an easier solution to this. (laughs) Calamity, would you like to spend one of your hard-won story points? By all means. Okay.
2: (laughs) I'm invested in this.
0: Having caught the frog with the net, catching him again the same way will be very easy now that you've done it, now that you've seen it done but taking the frog away from the pond does not seem to be what the frog wants.
2: Yes, he does he does yeah. seem does seem to be not consenting to to being rescued at this time.
4: Well, 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 we should maybe let him go back to his pond then and then we'll just come back and visit.
2: Yes, we'll try that, I guess. Maybe we can
3: But wouldn't wouldn't we eventually have to bring him back to Daphne?
4: We, maybe we could bring Daphne with us. We just need to get them maybe one of us could try kissing the frog. <laughs>
0: The wizard referred to uh, Daphne as Lady Daphne, not Princess Daphne.
4: Ah, oh, Lady Daphne. I see. Well,
2: yes, we'll see who's actually allowed to leave anywhere, and then see what we can build on from that. Okay. Right.
4: Okay.
2: <laughs> this is going because there seems you guys. to be a lot of rules here <laughs> that are very restrictive. So,
4: I mean, the wizard did say that there were rules. So
2: they're probably written down in the library. So awkward.
4: So it is really bad that we couldn't get in there. <laughs>
2: No, it's all right. Well, this is fine. Yet. You
0: couldn't get in there yet.
2: If we break a rule, then we'll just hopefully not be a frog. But
4: Right. Hopefully. Maybe not. You know, if we do get the key to the city, I have a potion for when my strength fails me to help us get the key.
2: Fascinating. I mean, that does sort of imply you're going to have to go in and lose first. <laughs> not necessarily. We'll, we'll find some bandages first. But anyway, let's go to the castle. <laughs> See if, the, uh, see if the auditor is there, and if not, who's allowed to do anything?
4: Right. Maybe they'll have a library there.
2: <laughs> Nigel, or, and or whatever your name is, Frog, by all means, please go. I will <laughs> open the net. <laughs> Let it proceed back to the pond. He leaps out in a
0: graceful arc. <laughs> and back into uh, the pond. Wow, nice jump. That
4: was beautiful.
0: You approach the castle proper. A pair of guards with the matching porcelain faces uh, and wigs. These are not dressed as couriers. These are dressed as guards. They are slightly broader across the shoulder. They both have pike stabs and they stand at attention when you guys approach the pike stabs cross, but at the same time, the courier is marching his way back up to the castle and the clockwork guards pull the stabs apart for the clockwork courier to pass.
3: Can we attempt to speed up so we can pass through as they have it open for the clockwork courier? Absolutely.
4: Yeah, let's do that.
2: You can always try. You can always try. <laughs> <laughs> I continue to be explicitly bad at moving fast.
4: <laughs> as do I. <laughs>
2: Only for a couple more
0: minutes. You enter into a wide open throne room. You feel like you might be in a church just in terms of the aura of awe of this place. At its heart are two thrones side by side, one in the center occupying the larger amount of space and a smaller one to its, to its side. It is cool in here without a trace of warmth. You feel a gravity in the air. There is power in this castle. When you were on the museum ship and were in the reactor room, at the far end of the room where the actual generators were just thrumming away power behind the, the protective force fields and everything, even there, you could feel the gravity, the intensity in the air of all that power. And you feel a similar weight in the atmosphere in this room as you approach the throne and the queen sitting atop it. A classically dressed queen in Regalia uh, awaits you on the throne as next to her on the smaller throne, a princess. It cannot be anything else. She's got the little crown and the little purple dress and her feet and shoes that don't quite touch the floor. She sits up more brightly when she sees the three of you. She tugs on the queen's sleeve. Mother, mother, new people, new people. Look, look, look. And the queen's like, Oh, you were not summoned. You were not called
1: for. What do you want?
2: Would you like us to order that list in any particular priority or just sort of start rattling them off? I have a variety of wants currently.
0: She narrows her eyes at you in distaste.
3: Do any of you make sense? In those extra moments that Calamity has bought me, I would like to compare the layout of the room to the way the dots on the map are set up. Is the dot that we thought was the auditor in here or is he elsewhere in the castle or is it actually representing the queen or the princess? You have the map
0: rather close to your chest and you glance at it. You see two dots sitting side by side that you gather are the queen and the princess. A third dot is somewhere geographically lower
3: in the positioning of the castle. Most honored queen, we apologize for taking your time up, but we are here to rescue the person in your dungeon. Jacks! Roll me a presence <laughs> and convince at disadvantage, because that was your opening line. <laughs> oh, Absolutely. I See, worst case scenario, it. I'm hoping we end up where the auditor is.
4: <laughs> I think we're Ooh. I can think
2: of worst. I can think of worst scenarios in that, but <laughs> Sure. Right. <laughs>
3: um, we're looking at a thirteen on the dice with a five and a three.
0: I have a six and a one on the dice. The queen is at advantage. She does roll higher. Guards march closer towards you with pike stabs. When the the princess is like
2: mother no mother please
5: then then people they 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 could be interested. <coughs>
0: The queen stiffens and raises to her full height. She seems physically larger than life in this place. And that is why you are a slip of a fool of a girl. And I I am am your your mother. mother. And there is a rumble of thunder. When you saw very few clouds in the sky, she looks at the fixer and points a dagger of a finger. At him and says, "We know what to do with interlopers.
1: Seize them."
0: The guards uh, come up and take you roughly by the arms. Does anyone want to try and talk your way out of this before you are dragged off? These the guards, despite being clockwork and rather stiff with their movements, are quite strong. I just wanted to know the queen is clearly not a clockwork being like these other people, right? She and her daughter are both. They they both appear to be humanoid.
4: Uh, your majesty, I am very sorry. We do have a friend in the dungeon, but we don't know where we are or how we got here, and we're not here to cause any trouble. We're just here we're trying to find our way home.
0: The queen turns her empty hand upwards, and the map that the fixer is holding rips out of his hands and flies to her hand, where it just rolls up in her fist and says,
1: No, no, you. Don't and no, you won't. And she
0: crumbles the map up in her fingers and it just. Fixer, give me an uh, ingenuity and technology role plus Time Lord.
3: They've definitely grabbed me. Have they grabbed Maeve yet?
0: They have guards that are coming for all three of you.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you out of character first to make sure that you're cool with this, uh, Maeve. <laughs> I, I have such an urge to have the Fixer yell towards you throw the jacket on her.
4: Uh, yeah, I would absolutely do that.
3: <laughs> Trying to throw the jacket
0: at the queen from here would be difficult. It, you are not within five feet of her. You are at least 10 feet away from her, and she is on a slightly uh, raised dais. You can try to chuck the jacket. That's that's an idea no one has ever had.
4: It's still got memory goo on the inside.
3: <laughs> throw it, and it'll open back up as
0: it and goes. just spray okay.
4: some goo on so, her. Yeah, I'll try it. I'll just throw the jacket as hard okay. as I can.
3: <laughs> Maeve. It's time, throw the jacket. I do that. As the guards are marching
0: towards you, you hurl the jacket at the queen and give us, please, this is going to be contested that she is going to try to do something at the same time. You hurl the jacket. Like you successfully like hurl it in her general direction. The queen, rises to her feet and stomps and and points with the same withered scroll in her hands. And your jacket explodes in midair like a firework and smokes and falls in leathery tatters. There's another rattle of thunder. And this time the castle walls tremble. Fixer, you are at an advantage on your ingenuity technology and Time Lord role. It is going to be against a difficulty of 15.
3: We're looking at a 12 with a 3 and a 2 on the dice. Okay. And I'm happy to toss in some extra story points. This will do for now. You
0: notice when the queen stomps to her feet and the castle shakes, she is wearing a, like, 14th century or so, one of those single-piece dresses with a sash around the waist. Not quite a belt, but serving similar functions. And on that belt, when she stomps to her feet jangles a small ring of keys that are fixed to uh, the sash at her waist. Uh, the, the jacket explodes, falls, in tatters. The princess <gasps>, gasps and says, I'm sorry, mother, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to suggest. The queen looks pained. Enough. And- <sighs> it's not clear, but it might've taken something out of her to do what she just did, let alone twice in a matter of heartbeats, but she leans back down into the throne and says, we have ways of, of dealing, dealing with, with interlopers, interlopers and thrones like, like you. Before you can blink, you hear the slam of gates slamming shut behind you. In the blink of an eye, you have been transported from the throne room into the dungeon below
4: (laughs) Well, that went really well. Also, you owe me a new jacket.
2: (laughs) I do
3: owe you a new jacket.
4: I really liked that one too.
2: So I just wanna ask when I didn't really I didn't really dig into this a lot, but you know, when we were when we were back there and the you know, we were dealing with the with the with the and all that stuff, and and you know, I had a I had a, I had a little I had a little moment, and you know, uh, got my uh, brain working properly again. Didn't by any chance, you know, take it from you two, did it? <laughs> <laughs> like everything, everything working okay up there?
3: Calamity. You know how everybody we've been at, in, interacting with has been implying that we're sort of stuck between 10:30 and
2: 10:30. Sure.
3: That is so painfully close to one of the most traumatic experiences I've ever had in my entire life that no, actually, I'm not holding together very well. I'm trying to do the best I can and I'm sorry.
2: Oh, and I'm sorry. So, there's a thing, right?
3: Iron gates squeal shut behind you. You are
0: shoved hard into a drab gray cell. It smells of mildew and worse, and torchlight does nothing to impact the gloom. A figure lies prone on the ground under a threadbare sheet, and it groans at the noise of the gate slamming shut. The guards stomp, stomp, and clack their pike stabs on the ground and uh, turn their backs and stand on either side of the shut gates. It smells bad down here. There is a groaning figure under a threadbare blanket, and You've gotten your map destroyed. So trying to consult to see if it's if the dot is real or not is now a moot point. But even in this low light, you can see that it is the auditor. Run over, lift them up into a giant hug. You roll the auditor over and he stares up at you in shock as you grab him into a hug. But the first thing you notice about him is that his mouth is gone. Below the nose is just skin. The auditor stares up at you in alarm and fright. And that is where we are going to end part one of The Keys to Fairyland.
4: All right. Well, this is fine.
0: Kind of a downer.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's a cliffhanger.
0: It's a cliffhanger. There's supposed to be... Mm -hmm.
4: Skin for mouth, yes.
0: I would like to go around the room and thank our wonderful players for all of their excellent work. And deal out some precious, tasty experience points. You have reached the halfway point of the Keys to Fairyland, one of the oldest mods that I uh, have in our Doctor Who collection. Um, It is a personal favorite. Uh, for reasons you can probably guess so far. And there have been some firsts. Uh, I would like to congratulate the three of you. No one has ever had the map stolen before. No one has angered the queen in her throne room to the point where uh, you were thrown into the dungeon immediately well done everyone (laughs) here please take two lovely lovely experience points not story points experience points and add on a story point for making it this far and being your usual selves of trailblazers
4: you're saying these really bad things and making them sound very good
5: (laughs) that's
2: the gm's job (laughs) Partly. that that is serendipity guys that
0: is serendipity well Oops. done welcome to the faith <laughs> kate how in the world would maeve report on today's topsy-turvy events
4: well i would report on what's going on at the joust because becoming a joust sports writer is Maeve's new ambition but mm. <laughs> we didn't get to go
0: the joust is still there and it's still 10 30. you can make it by the next ten thirty jousting
4: I am pretty convinced that this potion of strength I have is meant to be used so that I can become the jousting champ of the world.
0: That <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Dora, what does Calamity make of today's bizarre turns and twists?
2: Well, you know, <laughs> she's rolling with it, obviously, because that's what she does. And and it's, it's very interesting. There's a lot going on. Um, she is sort of like, she's having a minor attack of perspective Ooh. about you know how people behave and how they make decisions <laughs> and how her her own decision making may have may have come off to other people in the past a bit reckless she's a like, bit devil may care hmm, maybe i should maybe i should get them something <laughs> but other than that uh she's still fine uh because uh this is all fascinating and interesting and nothing nothing unredeemably bad has happened yet uh, so <laughs> Uh, so, yes, uh, she's just, she's delighted to see where it goes. Um, she just, you know, hopes it doesn't involve having to spend several hundred years developing the technology. To Hopefully. Leave.
1: Hopefully. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brand,
1: welcome. Yes. What surprised you most about today's mod? Ooh,
3: that's a great question. I think the thing that surprised me the most uh, was that we weren't able to bring the frog away from the pond. <laughs> I feel like that's going to come back to bite us in the butt later that we didn't get that frog with us.
0: (laughs) The frog is not much use outside of the pond in his current state. And given how your introduction to Queen Makana went, um, I doubt the frog would have made a difference. So I think leaving him behind
2: at the pond, at least for his own sake, in the short term, was for the best. I mean, it depends on how strong the rules are. Like, you know, if we let him go in the dungeon and he just bashed a hole straight out of the castle in the direction of the Mm -hmm. (laughs) pond. That'd be Mm. a time saver. This mod
0: (laughs) is a fun exploration of Magic A is Magic A. And figuring out the rules of this place is part of the puzzle, especially with the queen, who is not playing fair and should not be mistaken as such. Um... But yeah, the three of you, kudos. My imaginary hat is off to you. No one has angered her to that point. No one has actually seen the interior of the dungeon before out of the half dozen or more times I've run this mod over the years. You guys are the first to actually get caught. Bravo. Bravo. Such (laughs) nice art. Bravo. (laughs) I would love to talk about highlights if there were moments that resonated with you or stuck out, whether it was in gameplay with each other if it was something in the story share let's let's spread the love around
3: well i would like to jump in first and give uh kate mad props being able to play off the idea of maeve's enthusiasm about this era of (laughs) fantasy and this type of fantasy was just so Mm. much
5: fun
4: yeah i think maeve is very excited to be transported to the middle of a storybook even if it's going horribly at the moment (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. that's wonderful I I actually similarly wanted to compliment brand because of the like the Fixers the Fixers very usual attitude of like literally every everything is a person and deserves respect like happens to work really well in a magical world right where that's generally true <laughs> <laughs> like it's legitimately true you know everything can be talked to and and reasoned with they can try Aww, thank you very
3: much
0: <laughs> I mean if the well. trees are talking it's safe it's you might as well try to talk to the frog as well <coughs> <I'm sure. laughs> from the bottom of my heart I want to thank you guys for taking part this is one of my favorite mods to run if for no other reason than the chance to play around inside of a fairy tale it's not just the magic of Doctor who but there are ingredients and elements of other fairy tales that feel familiar just being nearby, from the small provincial town to the ogre off in the cave in the woods, the wizard down south by the well. It's a grab bag of chosen pieces, and like, oh, we're gonna make this over here, and oh, it's gonna come up later there, and so forth. You are also the first ones to smash your way into the shed so kudos for that brand i mean
3: i actually also wanted to give uh, pandora some mad props because i loved the initial take on dealing with the myth of uh princess and the frog with the immediate action of like no 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 we're getting this animal's consent first (laughs)
5: like yeah yeah also just watching
4: dora play with the idea of somebody who has gotten their like kind of wits about them more and having to like now navigate with two people who are not necessarily acting logically all the time yeah
2: i've i've trained them i've trained you guys well and now (laughs) and And we and now it's coming home to to roost Oh, marvelous.
0: Last checks, if you guys have any questions or theories or anything like that you want to
2: share in the short term. I have two. First question. So when you were doing the wizard, it sounded like you were talking like Yoda, but without doing the voice. Is that accurate? Yoda, Yoda's banter. Just some of the language choices were like, they seemed familiar. Wizards,
0: by their very nature, are not straightforward. They'd get dizzy walking in a straight line.
2: Oh, sure, sure. Yeah.
0: Talking in circles seemed appropriate to the medium, but also the wizard is inspired by Tom Baker in Old Man Makeup from one of the (laughs) episodes.
1: And so... I was attempting to mimic his gravitas.
2: <laughs> gotcha. Very nice. So the second, the second question I had was that in the art for the throne room, mm. there was a crown hanging off of the chandelier. Was that a spare crown, just in case it comes up later? No, not
0: necessarily.
2: I was definitely making uh,
0: <laughs> You were the first person to notice the crown dangling from the I was like, scenery hey, above. Hey, free crown. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I am not an artist, and I have stepped away from using artificial intelligence-created art for a number of reasons, and gone back I to- I noticed that.
2: All of, the, all of the art has been Thank great. Thank you.
0: Since we're not, you know, charging for this, like, I have sampled photos, and art, and character portraits, and character photographs. The Queen is a still from an episode of Doctor Who from Classic Who featuring a queen. Like, it all, it all fits, so to speak- Drew the map myself, the actual map, but beyond that, the, the art has been taken from the interwebs.
4: I, I think we, I need to think of in what classic fairy tale do people get stuck in a dungeon and how do they get out within that story?
0: <laughs> I am looking forward to seeing how you guys get out of the dungeon and into part two of The Keys to Fairyland. And finally, to our listeners, another great big thank you for sharing your precious time with us. If you feel it's been well spent, please share Anywhere But Now with your friends who are looking to enjoy themselves. If you like what you hear, leave a review, rate the show, and follow us on Blue Sky as well as Twitter at Anywhere But Now and wherever you get your podcasts. Send your questions, fan art, and theories, if you got them, to anywherebutnowpodcast at gmail.com or share them with us on our Discord. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, if you'd like me to run a game of your very own, find me on startplaying.games. I'll be putting up more games soon, including spooky D&D. Links to everything in the doobly doo From all of us, I'm Casey Jones. There are exciting things to come, my friends. I am truly glad you were along for the ride.
1: Thanks so much and have a great day.